guys, and welcome back to That's Insane, a podcast where I talk about murder, medicine, and maybe more, but most definitely more because there's a lot of weird shit out there. My name is Aurelia, and I am your host, and let's start this by, I don't want to say addressing the elephant in the room, but let's just give like a little update. So obviously I didn't post last week, and this is airing on a Wednesday, and for the sake of consistency, this is what I think is going to be best for this podcast and myself and the consistency and all of that good stuff. Two episodes a week is a lot. And I have other hobbies and things that I enjoy doing. Like I have mentioned before, I have a makeup TikTok. I like to create makeup. Um, anybody who knows me well knows that I motherfucking love The Sims and I got a whole story going on. And so sometimes I just want to focus on that. Sometimes I want to go to the gym. Sometimes I just want to watch a movie. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing anything. And unfortunately, with two episodes a week, with how in-depth I want to go and doing this all by myself, it has become very taxing and challenging. And when things get overwhelming for me, I quit. And I I don't want to say I quit, but I stop or they don't become fun and... Obviously, that's not what I want. So I thought pretty long and hard about this. um, And I actually talked to a couple of my friends about it. For the foreseeable future or, you know, until further notice or whatever, we will have one episode a week. It will be on Weird Wednesdays. And we will keep the theme. One week will be medicine. One week will be a murder. And then one week will be like just something weird in general. Because that's the other thing is like a lot of the weird things that I want to do or some of the cases I want to do require like a lot of, um, what is it called? Deep dives, which is a lot of work obviously. And when I'm trying to cram two in as well as my work schedule, I work until at least 1 a.m. Anybody who works with me knows that I never leave at 1 a.m. So if I work a lot of days that week, if I work four night shifts that week, that leaves like three days kind of because one day I'm usually sleeping and recovering or whatever to do all of the other things I want. And that's just like not enjoyable. And I'm sure that you guys would understand that. I mean, again, this is just a hobby. This is just something I find interesting to look things up. I enjoy telling you guys um, these stories and, and I guess educating if you want. And I don't want to stop that, but I also don't want to make my life miserable. And that's a big word to use, but I don't want to make my life so rigid to do this. I've been working a lot on balance because I'm very much an all or nothing person. And I think that doing one episode a week will be a good balance for me. And then I can still give you guys quality episodes with lots of information, like still be consistent. You know, like, for example, this last weekend was Mardi Gras. I had people in town. The days leading up to it, I worked. I had to clean the whole house. So that obviously takes up a lot of time. On top of that, I was like, I need to record and edit and everything. And it's just... I don't want to make it what I did with my makeup TikTok where it then became unenjoyable because it was a chore and it was a job. This is a hobby. This is something I enjoy and I enjoy telling you guys these things and I want to keep it that way. So from now on, we will have Weird Wednesdays. Um, If you can think of like a more clever name, you can. I love like, I cannot think of the alliteration. I love alliteration. I couldn't think of anything else like or anything more clever 
So if you guys have any suggestions on what we could call our Wednesday episodes, definitely let me know. You can comment on my Instagram or on my Facebook or you can even email me. But yeah, that is that is the update. That's my dog coughing in the background. They're playing. So that is the update. And I hope that you guys understand and are still planning to listen because I'm not done. I'm just revising. It's a it's a learning curve. So with that, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Today we are going to do a medical case. This one is absolutely insane. I don't even remember how I came upon this, but I was like, I think I was looking for a story to do. And what I basically, when I like decide what stories to do, I have like a, an ongoing list that I add to as I like find ones and I'll literally just read down the list and whatever kind of like grabs my interest is what I do. So all of the things I had on my list, I was like, I'm not really vibing with that. And so I was searching for one on Google and I found this and I was like, done, period. That's the one. So today we are going to talk about a man who only has 10% of his brain. As always, the sources are in my show notes. So then if you want to check me or do your own digging those those notes are or those um my god those sources are in the show notes so and again you're gonna hear my dogs playing in the background and you're, you guys are just gonna have to get used to this because these kids are wild and this is what they do so enjoy all right so anyway let's just get into it so in 2016 a french man started experiencing weakness in his legs so he went to the hospital here he had a ct scan of his head to rule out a stroke of course and the ct scan is like that small it's not really small but it's like that circle thing that you go in it's it's really quick but it takes like little slices of like little sliced images and it gives us a really good idea of what's going on oh which is literally my next Maybe I should just read the things that I write before I just go off because my next thing is CT scans give us slice by slice pictures of whatever body part is being scanned and it can look for bleeds, masses, tissue, uh, tissue death, infection, etc, etc. But doctors were shocked, however, when they got the CT scan results and made the discovery that while the man hadn't had a stroke, he only had 10% of his brain and he'd only had that 10% for quite a while. The scan showed that most of his skull was filled with fluid, and it was estimated that this process had been slowly occurring over the last 30 years, leaving just a thin layer of the brain tissue around like the outside, like kind of lining the skull, if you will. Now, this fluid buildup is a medical condition called hydrocephalus, but this is a relatively extreme and rare case. So let's talk about what hydrocephalus is. So hydrocephalus is a condition where excess cerebrospinal fluid, which I will be calling CSF for the rest of this episode, it's a clear liquid that surrounds the brain and spinal cord, and it builds up in the cavities of the brain called ventricles. And this CSF is always in constant circulation in the ventricles and throughout the spinal cord, and it has a lot of really important functions. One, it acts as a shock absorber, if you will, for the brain and the spinal cords. It delivers nutrients to the brain and removes waste, and then it also regulates the changes in pressure between the cranium, which is the head, or the brain, or whatever, and the spine. So while CSF is super important, obviously too much of a good thing can cause damage. So when the CSF builds up around the brain, it causes a lot of pressure on the tissues of the brain. And obviously the brain is confined to the skull, so as the fluid builds, that pressure is going to increase. 
The buildup of CSF usually occurs from an increased production of the fluid, a decrease in the absorption rate, or from a condition that blocks the normal flow. Generally, though, hydrocephalus can occur at any age, but it's most common in infants and people under or p- people 60 years and older. It's estimated that hydrocephalus affects one to two in every 1,000 births in the United States, but a majority of these cases are often diagnosed before birth, at the time of delivery, or in very early childhood. But still, the causes of hydrocephalus aren't totally well known. It can be inherited. It can be associated with like developmental disorders like spina bifida. It can be a result from brain tumors or head injuries. It can be a result from like a hemorrhage or from diseases like meningitis, which is um, like infection of the meninges, which are part of the brain. Based on the onset, the structural defects or, you know, high pressure versus normal pressure, there's different categories of hydrocephalus. So we're going to kind of briefly discuss them. There's a couple, um, but I'm just going to give you like the basic definition of all of them. We're not going to like dive into each and every one. First, there's acquired hydrocephalus. This develops usually as a result of like a head injury or a disease or something like that. Congenital hydrocephalus, um, this is present at birth and it can be caused by events that occurred either during the fetal development or from a genetic abnormality. Communicating hydrocephalus is a type that occurs when there is no obstruction to the flow of CSF, but instead it arises from inadequate absorption or from abnormal increase in the production um, of CSF. So communicating is when there's no like mechanical issue. It's just that it's not being absorbed or it's over or it's overproduced. There is non-communicating hydrocephalus, which occurs when the flow of CSF is blocked along one or more of the passages that connects the ventricles, um, which then causes enlargement of the pathways upstream, if you will, and uh, uh, upstream of the blockage and subsequently an increase in pressure. So basically, um, like think of a, a dam I guess, like think of a river and then there's a dam and you get like this buildup of the water above the dam. Does that make sense? And then that increases that pressure. Then there's normal pressure hydrocephalus, which is a form of the communicating, which is the one that doesn't have an obstruction. And this is usually, it can happen at any age, but usually it happens in the elderly. It's characterized by dilated ventricles, which are the, um, the ventricles are when you, okay, if you look at a picture of your brain, you'll see like those big wedges, like in the center, those are the ventricles, if you didn't know. So it's characterized by dilated ventricles with normal pressure in the spinal column. The trifecta of this disease is called wacky, wobbly, and wet because the symptoms often present with like mental impairment or confusion, incontinence, which means you're peeing or pooping on yourself, um, usually peeing, and gait abnormalities, which is like how you can walk. Hydrocephalus exvacuo, exvacuo, I don't know. This primarily affects adults and can happen when a degenerative disease like Alzheimer's or stroke, trauma, anything like that causes damage to the brain and that can cause shrinkage of the tissues. So the treatment for hydrocephalus, of course, can vary based on the cause, but the most common treatment is done by implanting a device known as a shunt to divert the excess fluid away from the brain, usually down into the abdomen. So this shunt is a flexible tube. It's placed under the skin, and it generally remains there for the rest of the person's life. Um, if you've ever seen one in person, you'll kind of see like this like rope 
essentially that kind of goes down and into their belly. It's very interesting. And I remember seeing it on like CT scans or like you'll see it on a chest X-ray and you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, wait, okay, that's that's what it is. Um, So back to the man. Now, I saw somewhere that this patient actually originally presented at the age of 14 with leg weakness and poor balance and was diagnosed with the hydrocephalus at that time. A shunt was placed um, and apparently wasn't working properly. It was revised and his symptoms resolved. But I also read somewhere that the shunt was removed when he was 14. For this case, he presented at 44 with the leg weakness again and ended up needing additional shunting. So I think the shunt was removed and he didn't have, I don't know if he like didn't follow up or or what, but he didn't have a shunt when he presented. So apparently the patient hadn't lost the 90% of his brain mass. Instead, he had some um, atrophy, which is shrinkage, over the years from the chronic pressure, which the empty spaces in the body will get filled with fluid. So anytime you remove something, the body's going to fill it with fluid or, or something like that. So what makes this patient's case even more astounding is that the man was not mentally disabled in any way. He did have a lower IQ at the lower end of like 75, but he otherwise had a totally normal life. He worked as a civil servant and he was married with two kids. That That's it, period. He was married. <laughs> he, he was otherwise totally fine. They placed a shunt in him to drain the fluid. I, I didn't see anything else like regarding follow-up of what happened. But yeah, that that is the man who was living with only 10% of his brain. Isn't that nuts? I'll post a picture of it because it is so bizarre. So that is all that I have today. Um, like I said, thank you guys for understanding and always being supportive. Um, I'm just really hoping that making this change is going to really enhance and improve the episode quality and just really give you guys what you deserve. I want to thank you guys so much. Anybody who ever reaches out to me and says that they've been listening or that they like it or gives me suggestions anything like that. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. As always, um, follow me on Instagram at that's insane underscore pod. I'm also on Facebook under that's insane podcast. I don't have a TikTok, but I always tell people you can follow me on TikTok to watch me tell these stories while I do my makeup. If you have any crazy crime cases or true crime cases, weird shit in general, weird medical cases that you want me to look into, or if you have any experiences yourself, Definitely send them to that's insane podcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. That's how other people find this podcast. And we don't want to be stingy. It's 2024. We're sharing. We're not gatekeeping in 2024. So, yeah, until then, I'll see you next time. Bye. This podcast was researched, recorded, and edited by me, Aurelia. The music is by my dad. Hi, Dad.